Welcome to this week's episode of Purple Politics Nevada. I'm your host, Lucia Starbuck. The name reflects the fact that Nevada isn't red or blue, it's both. There has been a surge in opioid overdose deaths across the country and locally. In Washoe County in 2021, there were 135 opioid-related deaths. More than half involved fentanyl. Two Republican-backed bills to increase punishments for trafficking fentanyl failed. But two Democratic bills are still in play this session, including one by Attorney General Aaron Ford. I spoke with him to learn more. Attorney General Ford, one large issue you're looking to tackle this session is fentanyl. How have these overdoses impacted Nevada communities? These illicitly manufactured fentanyl, whether they be pills or powders, are are dangerous drugs and they are killing people. This is an issue that has to be addressed both from a public health perspective, but also from a public safety perspective. And it's my job as a top law enforcement officer in the state to endeavor to do just that. Why is fentanyl so dangerous? The amount of fentanyl needed uh, to cause death, two milligrams. When you compare, for example, the current statute, which says 100 grams of any substance is what has to be required to constitute trafficking at a certain level, 100 grams of cocaine is not the same thing as 100 grams of fentanyl. There are two bills to increase the punishments for trafficking fentanyl by you and Democratic Senate Majority Leader Nicole Cannizzaro. Those bills taken in tandem would establish low-level, mid-level, and high-level trafficking. Senator Cannizzaro's bill says that if you are found with anywhere between 4 grams and 14 grams of fentanyl-laced product, uh, you can be charged with low-level trafficking. My bill right now begins at 14 grams and goes to 28 for mid-level trafficking and uh, from 28 grams and above to uh, what would constitute high-level trafficking. One provision of your bill would require treatment programs in jails when funding is available. A sergeant with the Washoe County Sheriff's Office said medication-assisted treatment is available in their facility, but he mentioned it took time, money, resources, and that might be difficult for smaller agencies. How can these treatment programs be available in jails across the state? I will say this, uh, while I cannot mandate, for example, ways in which the opioid settlement funds that we have recovered for this state to date, totaling $606 million, I can't mandate how those monies will be used. It seems to me that there are opportunities to use those for the exact purpose that we recovered them, which is to help abate the problem. There are monies available, in my in my estimation at least, uh, that can be utilized toward that. Uh, but there are also grant programs that are available. I don't disagree that there will be a time frame needed to institute a fully complemented program including trying to find personnel to administer the program. There's a budget surplus. Why not ask money this session for the programs? Well, that's not my decision to make. (laughs) I'll leave that to the decision makers in the legislative building and in the uh, governor's office. How will you make sure your legislation doesn't lead to criminalization of people who unknowingly buy substances with fentanyl? Maybe someone struggling with substance use, a young person buys laced drugs at a concert. I am not trying to recreate the war on drugs. We saw what happened with the crackdown on crack and uh, not providing services and instead utilizing prisons as rehabilitation centers. That is not what this bill is intended to do. Like I said, my bill starts at 14. I have been told from certain members of the recovery community that a person who has somewhere between 4 to 14 grams may very well have that for personal use. But if you have 14 grams of something that contains fentanyl, it's highly unlikely that's personal use. You intend to traffic in that. Nevada's current testing capabilities can only show us that fentanyl is present, but not the actual amount. Um, How might this affect law enforcement's ability to detect the weight of fentanyl? The current state of the law for every other controlled substance operates in the exact same fashion. 
qualitative assessment. Is there a presence of cocaine, a presence of another illicit drug? And if so, the weight of the compound found is attributed to being cocaine. It's not the most precise, to be sure. Uh, and when presented to me this idea of converting our system from being qualitative to quantitative, I, I jumped at the opportunity to look into this. But you can't just jump right to it. And what I'm contemplating, and I hope that we're able to accomplish if we pass this bill, is including a study that will look at what is required for us to make that transition. What if a lower schedule substance is cut with fentanyl? Same thing that happens with cocaine right now. Cocaine may be cut with baby powder, but if there's a trace of cocaine, it's going to be charged as cocaine. If they find a an amount of fentanyl that is sufficient to satisfy the trafficking statute, more than likely it's going to be a trafficking charge for fentanyl. The National Institute of Justice says increasing the severity of punishment doesn't always deter crime because criminals aren't caught up on legal sanctions. So why tackle fentanyl in this way? Well, I think there are um, several ways to address this issue. Just because everyone doesn't obey the law doesn't mean you don't have laws. You have stop signs that people run, and when they run those stop signs, they're punished. That was Nevada Democratic Attorney General Aaron Ford. I'm Lucia Starbuck, and you've been listening to Purple Politics Nevada.